Hello, welcome to What's the Tea? He's R to the Edgy. And she's Nick Jew. Hi. What's going on? Child, what's not going on? (laughs) Truly, what is not going on? We're Um, almost close to 400. That's crazy. If we were more consistent, we would have been on 400. (laughs) (laughs) I think we will probably get to 400 by my birthday. Well, this is, this is 392. So okay, we have but I'm going to be gone. Go. Okay, well, so, I'm going to be gone for like the next two weeks. By Christmas. We will yeah. <laughs> well, I will. So let's say this. I will have my computer with me. Um, the possibility of next Monday is a no, but the Monday after that is very promising. <laughs> Is a no. Y'all hear that? It's a no. <laughs> I'm going to let your yes be yes and your and, no, like be. no be no. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be traveling and seeing people and like, you know, on vacation and things. So like next week I will be on Sunday. I'm going to be with my family on Monday. Listen, on Monday, I'm going to be with one of my man panions. The Monday after Ooh. that, though, there is a strong possibility that I could fire this motherfucker um, have you patented man panion? So I, I stole it from someone. I do have her permission to use it. Okay, because that should definitely be on a t-shirt. I love it. Man panion. <laughs> it's like kind of charming, but also like you ain't really shit. Like I just <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like in my defense. I'm I'm coming up with creative ways to to work around partner because I just don't like partner. It feels like it's not mine. It feels clinical. I just don't enjoy it, and I and it also makes me resentful because most of my um, connections are long distance. So partnership feels like something you have to be present for. In my in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, my partner doesn't like boyfriend. Mm, my, okay. my other connections aren't really partners or boyfriends yet. So I think I was using consort, which I still like. It feels very formal. But I think that Manpanion covers the ground for everyone. I love man. I just, I'm a huge fan of Manpanion. Because it, it's also like kind of silly. Yes. Which I love because my tongue is, yes, my tongue is implanted firmly in my cheek using it. (laughs) But I think it's a, I think it's a good blanket uh, nomenclature because of on all levels of people that I'm involved with, it works. Whether we're just dating, it's friends plus, friends minus, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. It, It means the same thing to me. Well, it could, and also be like, it's flexible based on the gender the gender identity of your companion because it could be like you're a woman panion, you're them panion. Exactly. You're in companion. Exactly. Um how how is your what's the tea? <sighs> the tea is I did I did uh go to Florida for for the first time ever. And did you say gay while you were there? I I said gay a lot. I saw people being gay. Openly Ooh, they didn't ar- arrest you? Didn't arrest not me. I wasn't being gay. I didn't have the <laughs> I didn't have the fortune of being gay in Florida. 
No, but it, um, it, it, the the law ain't don't be gay. The law is don't say gay. Don't say gay. That's true. I, well, I did. I said it a bunch in in a Chili's. Um, you went to Chili's. <laughs> I did. I did. I Have did. you made an appointment with your GI? <laughs> no. Listen, I used to live in a Chili's, like from uh for a My great deal stands. of time. Have you made an appointment? With no. Your GI? <laughs> Baby, I eat Taco Bell. There's no I mean, weapon that. formed against my stomach. <laughs> shall prosper. And every MSG that rises up against you shall, shall be condemned. Fail. Unless it is uh, E. coli or some shit. I'm I'm good. Sincere or milk. I'm I'm good. <laughs> um I was prepared to be like fuck Florida. This fucking place sucks. I hate this place. Um, but the, the, so when I got there, I was there for about two hours before I saw an old Trump campaign sign on somebody's fence. And then like, like 16 or 20, 16. Oh God. Ooh. Oh, maybe it was 20. Cause it wasn't like super faded and falling apart. Um, and then the next day someone had a huge sign on their house that said fuck Joe Biden, but it was edited. It was like F star CK Joe Biden, which is hilarious so to me. Like if you're going to have a huge sign on the side of your house, like say that shit with your chest. Like we did when we were saying fuck Donald Trump. Okay. It was a whole song. But other than that, I have to say, and this is probably the case for most of those places. People were generally very kind to me. Uh, people who weren't black were very kind to me. I was there for the worst reason and hardly anybody that I interacted with knew that, but people were still very kind. And I think that like the lesson is in these states that are getting national attention for their leaders, passing hateful exclusionary laws and things, most people are just trying to live their lives. Oh, no, I fully, I fully believe. I mean, we see it with, and I, I get that polling is totally bullshit, but most people are in favor of a woman, of a, a birthing person's right to control their body. But these elected officials get, you know, snuck in and they go crazy and, and you know, go run rampant. So I, I fully, I fully believe that. Yeah, I think... I'm, I represent like every person and I cringe. Are you every woman? It's all in you. (laughs) It's all in me. I cringe at birthing person. Like person is fine. People are like, uh, it's your, people are using all this language to include people and it, it's, it's doing a lot. (laughs) It is doing a lot. It is doing a lot. It is person, people who give birth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as vice, as then senator, now vice president Kamala Harris said to that person who's been credibly accused of sexual assault, are there any laws where the government can mandate what happens over a man's body? So yes, I will. My point stands. I mean, yes, a trans man's. Right, but like, but the the point is that people most people, most voting people in America believe that people should have bodily autonomy as yes. demonstrated by all this bullshit about wearing your mask and getting the vaccination. Right. I just, um, I well, think I'm glad. 
yeah, I think that it's lost on us who spend a lot of time on Twitter that the vast majority of Americans are really just trying to survive. And like, it does frustrate me a little that the people of Florida aren't like camping out in front of the governor's mansion and not allowing him any ounce of peace, but also inflation and gas prices and home prices. Well, and yeah, rent. he keeps them in a state of crisis. It's the, yeah. same, it's the, it's the same reason they're not uh, building a boat around Greg Abbott because them niggas ain't got power. Right. And, and I mean awful. political and electrical. Yes, yeah, li- literally. Um, so I talked about this last week, but I was in Florida for my stepmother's funeral. Lovely service. Um, I And then like Kevin Samuels died. I hope that many of you don't know who that is. <laughs> I truly don't. Who is that? <laughs> okay. So he was a... Actually, you know, the New York Times had probably the fairest headline I've seen about him um, because he was a very uh, polarizing figure. Um, let me pull it up. Because Is he a singer? Ne- negatory. He's a YouTube personality. Oh, Lord. Um, let me just see. Can I do this without them asking me to sign in? Because I don't want to sign in because I don't pay for this shit. Okay. Uh, oh, Kevin Samuels, a polarizing YouTube personality, dies at 57, styling himself as an image consultant. Mr. Samuels aimed his advice at black men and women, drawing a large following and a chorus of detractors who condemned his views as outdated and cruel. Okay, I'm going to ask a very risky question. Sure. Is he Black? Most certainly. Okay, because I realize that the internet has given a lot of people with great Wi-Fi and no common sense um, a self-made invitation into Black people's business. And so yeah. I was worried that, and you know, with a name like Kevin Samuels, it could go either way. Well, you know, based on the context clue of me knowing who it is, <laughs> probably probably not a, a, a Sure, a I should have deduced. I should have yeah. deduced. Um, so he was one of those um, high-value men that we discussed. No, I'm sorry. I, I, because every time you say that, all I can think about is high dollar honey. High dollar honey. And so you ain't never, never, you ain't never had a chick like me. I can never take you seriously when you say that because it's like, I can't imagine that a real person speaks like that. I feel like it's been so long since we've discussed high dollar honey. I think there this are, is the moment to bring her back. Yeah, I think that there are so many of our listeners who really need. A, a refresher and I'm gonna I'm gonna play this on my phone because we 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 still haven't yet discovered <laughs> we have how to, to make this shit yet. work yeah um I was like why is the video silent hey like this before Okay, catchy tune, a, a tune. 
Now, she listener. She is not riding the beat. <laughs> listener, let me describe to you what high dollar honey looks like. <laughs> Are we doing audio description? <laughs> yes. Alt text. Uh, imagine, if you will, a white woman, probably in her late 20s, average everything, with platinum blonde hair, a mouth full of quote unquote diamond grills, and flanked on either side by black men. Which to, uh, <laughs> which part of the bay is she from? Do we think? I would I would firmly plant my foot on somewhere in the uh, Pinole. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, uh, man, uh, not San Leandro. What's the one up there? San Lorenzo. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, San. Not. Not San, San Pablo. San Pablo. Yeah. San Pablo. She's definitely from the the greater uh, Richmond area. <laughs> or Antioch, Modesto. Don't do that to Modesto. Don't do that to Modesto. <laughs> you're 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 planting a flag in Modesto. <laughs> uh, Elsa Bronte. I'll give you Elsa Bronte. I will give you Elsa Bronte. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dollar Honey. Um, so he uh, started his YouTube career by giving advice to men. And he would call, they would call in and he would tell them that they are like too ugly to be trying to go after the women that they were going after because you either have to be very attractive or rich or have a big dick. And most of the men calling in had like none of those things. And so how did he, he came, know? Cause they was calling in. Cause they would tell, he would ask them like, do you have a big dick? How much money do you make? Wait, All real? This. this what? Legitimately, legitimately. Um, and then he became, he started going viral when he would do the same thing to women. So he was calling, he, so his, his supporters say, that he was speaking harsh truths that we just as a community were not ready to hear, but he was a self-proclaimed relationship expert, excuse me, twice divorced, um, having child support issues. And his whole thing was that he was trying to get people to be more realistic about their choices in an effort to reunify the black community by having people go after what they really want. And so there's what they could, what they could actually uh, get. And so there are like women who would call in and he would be like, what do you rate yourself? And they would say something like, you know, seven, eight. And he's like, you're delusional. You're oh, a oh four at best. He called women over 35, like discarded leftovers, like shit like that. Um, and his whole thing was that he, um, that you had to be like a high value woman in order to get the man that you want. And all of these women who were average at best when they were young and attractive in their twenties, they were holding out for a CEO. And now that they're in their thirties and ran through, they wasted. I'm all sorry, that time. ran through. Well, that's just a paraphrase. He sounds um, profoundly unhappy. And so there's a an old video that resurfaced of him saying that, like, if he 
because of like the focus being on men trying to better themselves, nobody really pays attention to him. But if he changed his focus to women, he would blow up. And that is exactly what he did. And that is exactly what happened. Because the only time I saw him, like I used to see clips of him when he was clowning dudes for, and people like pointing and laughing like this is very funny, but not often. But when he would go in on women, that shit was like once a week I saw a Kevin Samuels clip. And and women in particular are like, since he died, like he um, encouraged me to change my life by losing weight. And like, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand what the fruit of that tree is. Like somebody telling you, you should hate yourself, you agreeing, and then you hate yourself into losing a bunch of weight. So you can now attract better men. Like, yeah, that was my, that was my question to you is like, and I don't mean to ask this question, um, paternalistically or even cynically, but like, what is the what is the edification what is right what is the how does how is the body um benefited by by telling people that they ain't shit ain't worth shit ain't ever gonna be shit like i don't i don't i don't because he was telling people shit that they didn't want to hear and those harsh harsh truths that we just don't want to hear if we listen to them will better us because then you know if you're ugly and fat you shouldn't want somebody who's attractive and fit. But and like that what? and by that and then you better the black community because people are paired equally, I guess. Like truthfully, I've never really watched all of one of his videos. I've seen like a whole clip. So his supporters are saying that it's uh because we haven't seen his whole videos, his comments are taken out of context. Most controversially, he told a woman that so basically the scenario that he set up was what if you a woman have two kids you get with me we have a kid together one of your children says step daddy like touched me what what why are we going there listen and he's like what would you do and the woman was like we would that relationship would end immediately and he's like that's your problem because kids lie so he basically was saying to like not believe children who accuse people of sexual assault because kids make things up and so all how do we get there right so all of his supporters are like did you watch the whole video did you watch it in context and like I don't, first of all, I don't understand what context makes that sort of rhetoric okay. And no, I didn't watch the whole video, right? I didn't watch the whole video because it's like 35 minutes, but I watched the whole segment of what he was trying to get to. And basically his point was you shouldn't outright believe your children over your partner. And that's why you don't have a man now. Mm, It's giving miserable. Um, so the, the details surrounding his death are, are muddy at best. I, I, these are my thoughts. Did he die surrounded by friends and family and people that he loved? Unfortunately, no friend. You would think, right? A high value man. (laughs) I can't, I can't stop hearing high dollar honey. And I'm so (laughs) upset with you about that. Uh, unfortunately he was in a sublet subletted apartment uh with a woman that he had met. no 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 that's where he lived with a woman he had met the day before who was not black oh no uh 
Uh, Don't tell Nick Jew who she gonna go straight to the Supreme Court. Uh, <laughs> no, Nick Jew turns into uh, the the meme from uh, Waiting to Exhale in these moments. <laughs> A white woman could have it. Sorry, yeah. The, there you go. Um, so the, the the great debate on Twitter now is. It is disrespectful of the dead to tap dance on someone's grave because they said some things that you didn't agree with. And we're all proving his point by being fat, ugly, miserable, and single by being happy that this black man has died. Uh, My thoughts are these. Fresh out of my stepmother's funeral where people who never even met her had glowing things to say about her based off of the beauty and, and brightness of her smile in all her photos. The way you live determines the legacy that you leave. And every human has a complex legacy, especially these days when everybody has an opinion and a say and whatever, like Sidney Poitier died and many people were like, eh, fuck that nigga. Um, Chadwick Boseman died. I did not see a bad thing said about him. A single bad thing. Um, I, I think like... After my father died, I think John McCain died shortly thereafter. And I mm. remember I remember on the show saying, like, you live a complicated life, you leave a complicated legacy. And there are going to be people who 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 have this remembrance of my father as a great and wonderful person who did nothing but selfless acts for them and their family. And there are going to be other people who have a different opinion. And I cannot hold either opinion against anybody because I had a challenging relationship with that man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the way somebody remembers you is up to is up to them. And the way that you lived and your relationship with them, I... I to quote the immortal words of Stephen Schwartz, I hope you happy. Um, now that you're choosing this, Me I too. hope it gives you bliss. I, I really hope, hope you, you get, get it. it. <laughs> and that you don't live to regret it. I hope you're happy in the end. I hope you're happy, my friend. Um, But if you care to find me. <laughs> <laughs> Look to the west side, who? Because someone told me lately, everyone, come on, let that preach. Everyone deserves a chance to fly. So if I'm uh, flying solo, at least I'm flying free. So to those who ground me, take a message back from me. Tell them how I'm defying gravity. No, kiss so here's me, my thing. Kiss me goodbye. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> you can't hold me down. <laughs> I'm not on to preach today, but if I was. I would tell you that nobody in all of Oz, no wizard that there is or was, is ever going to bring me down. Get her, she's wicked. (laughs) Bring me down. Oh, oh. Amen. Amen. Uh, I... Uh, um, I, I, people are like, it's disrespectful to piss on someone's grave. You should not rejoice in death. It's not what it like here. This is my thing. Some people see it as a difference of opinion and other people see it as violence. Other people see it as 
putting harm into the black community other people because because my thing is if your harsh if your truth is so harsh that i as the hearer am not ready to hear it then i feel like as the speaker you haven't done your job because the order of service we do praise and worship to soften our hearts and prepare for the word so that the word lands on fertile ground but if you're just coming to me a stranger and dressing me down based off of my appearance and your perception of me the truth that you have to offer me is shit. i just also i i don't know i i feel like every in the in the everybody's a TikToker, youtuber podcaster journalist era like what is it good for feels like a really useful question and and i, I like i'm i'm genuinely curious and this is not me asking a cynical question because i truly don't even know who this man is um did anybody was anybody like helped by his um let's call it work people will say they are there are women saying that they lost a bunch of weight and now they feel great about themselves and but none of those women are like i am now married and like you know none of those dudes are like i own property now my thing is it's like you're preaching to people that they are ugly and fat and they need to be more yeah you're capitalizing about on their, their own self-hate right yeah. but but meanwhile you died broke and quote unquote alone, everybody's like, oh, he died on top of a bad Latina, like that's goals. But those are not the goals to which he was teaching. He was teaching about being rich and successful. And like the curse that you put forth on black women over 35, that we were gonna die alone and penniless and whatever, that's exactly what happened to him. The irony is writing the jokes. And while I personally, me, Nick Jew, do not find any satisfaction in laughing or tap dancing on this person's grave, I don't have any judgment for people that are. No. No, I mean, it's it's, it's the same with, you know, when Ronald Lucifer Reagan passed. Like, I realized that, sure, you don't want to be all up in Nancy's face being like, ha ha, nigga. But her too. She could get some too. If we keeping it a buck. I'm trying to make a point. Me too. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But yes, I I think part of someone's complicated legacy is, uh, especially if you're in the public eye, is understanding that if people have been harmed by that person in their life like maybe it's not joy or elation but it might even be relief at their passing and like you know because my heart is tender right now i do kind of see the like he didn't he didn't hurt you side of it like he just was giving his opinion and if you don't like someone's opinion he was being hurtful Yeah, he was being hurtful. And like, the truth of the matter is, the only time I ever saw his stuff was for people who so-called hated him, like promoting it. So you like, you mad somebody into going viral. Truly, yeah. Yeah. But like, also, there is harm in this rhetoric. There is harm in telling people that they are worthless and cast aside and after a certain age expired or whatever the motherfucker told me, my expiration date had passed. 
Like there's harm in that. What are you a and carton I, of milk? What the right, fuck? Right. And while I feel terrible that his mother found out about his passing from social media, oh, I do that's not awful. Yeah. I I do not dismiss the harm that that type of rhetoric did. And and if you ask me, he made that pivot because he knew it would make him popular. And yet he died without money or property or importance or political uh, power, all of the things that he was preaching that you need to have. He didn't have any of those things. So he sold us out for what? Yikes. Media takeout, uh, saying that he died broke and deeply in debt with less than a thousand dollars to his name. Which yeah, like, less than a thousand dollars. Which, like, in and of itself, is nothing to be ashamed about. But when you make your platform on certain things, yeah, people are gonna have something to say about it. Uh, that's unfortunate. I mean, uh, yeah, I just, I feel like I I don't, I wish we were at a point where we weren't trying so hard to like be an aspirational real housewife or whatever and just like stopped. I don't know when that moment was that we were like so busy trying to perform stuff that we like stopped being authentic and I am so sad. It just feels... Yeah, and so now there's this like furthering the battle between black men and women. And it, it's like someone tweeted, all Kevin Samuels did was tell broke men and overweight women to be realistic. And y'all out here acting like he was Scar from The Lion King. Y'all weird. Wait, what? All he did, Reggie, was tell broke men and overweight women to be realistic. I just... I just think that, yeah, like that's unkind. It's unkind. It's unnecessarily unkind. You told people that they are leftovers. Yeah. We just, I don't, and I don't, I don't want to give this man that, I don't want to give this man all this credit, but I do think that something broke when the person who worked in the Oval Office, like got to just be a shithead and and it wasn't a big deal every single day because there was like, there were worse things going on that we just started being okay, treating other people like garbage. And that makes me so sad. Right. And like, if our community is broken, what do you think the good in being like, you're fat, you're broke, you're a loser, like that to me, and I'm not trying to be like a woke leftist TM, that shit sounds like some slavery shit to me. Like- To me as well. <laughs> beating people into betterment? What about love? Why your truth gotta be harsh? Why, and also like, what? It, what's what's the advice? Is Is it like, Here's some investment opportunities, or is it just no. like lose weight and only try to date people who are as ugly and fat and broke as you? How is that? What? Because based on and how? 
<laughs> and 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 also for the crowd of people who were fans of his, if you're you're standing on his right to tell people harsh truths, why can't you accept the harsh truth that other people have about him that the about the way they feel about him? Oh no, it's only fuck your feelings. It's not fuck my feelings. I thought you right. learned that. Did you learn that in Florida? Right. And death is not a respecter of persons. Just because you die, it doesn't make you. A, a good person. It doesn't wipe away everything you did while you were alive. When I die, if people have smoke for me because of the shit I said or did, then they do. There's oh, nothing you can do about that. <laughs> well, you'll have smoke for me for dying. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have smoke. <laughs> like if Alicia Keys want to see me. <laughs> you keep saying that. You said that three weeks in a row. She's going to show up at your, at your doorstep. Being like, you do know my name, bitch. And we gonna have to shoot the fair one. I'm not scared of her. I said what I said. That lady have a legitimate right to want to fight me. I spoke a harsh truth about her. She don't. She you don't respect it. Several harsh truths about her. Have I ever once lied on that lady though? No, you have not. And if she don't like me because of it, then that's that is the fruit of my tree, friend. <laughs> not okay lord <laughs> i just would never expect her to be like nicole was a great person who spoke many harsh truths about me like first of all i'm insignificant to her she will never know me ever and if she did come across some of my hateful ass tweets and she has something to say to me i she has something to say to me i don't understand <laughs> right. why people are like you can say and do all this shit to people and they can't respond in kind I think as we have learned, and it uh, unfortunately it took us this long, but freedom of speech has never meant freedom from consequences. Hello. And I think we have lived for much too long under the assumption that violence is not a reasonable possibility for some shit that you say or some shit that you do. Whether or not you agree with it, it is. Whether or not you agree, whether or not you agree with it, it is. And I don't want to hear shit because when Donald Trump or George Zimmerman dies, you niggas better respect the dead then. Child. Because Child. Donald Trump didn't do anything to you. He just spoke harsh truths. Right? That's how it works. <laughs> you gonna make me throw my fucking computer. <laughs> this is the logic we're, we're dealt, right? I mean, he but didn't that's do anything to you. That logic, we have, we have gone off the We've gone off the off the off the deep end. I mean, what's the difference? To... He just said shit that you don't agree with. Right. Yeah, it's it's we, you know. Now they're trying to overturn. See, you thought the next Supreme Court case they was overturning was Loving v. Virginia, but they going straight from to Brown versus Board. So oh, now there's gonna be nope. No I don't think food. they're going to overturn Loving. I just want them to. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, it's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want them to overturn Loving. Let me say it plainly. I want the people on the internet doing cringe interracial relationship shit to be prosecuted <laughs> to the fullest extent of a law that has yet to be written. We don't have to overturn Loving. We just need to make that shit illegal. Have you seen that fucking trend? Like, 
this is my master or whatever, it's gross. Excuse me? There, are, It's like a sound that people are like, this is my master. And it's like black girls with white boyfriends having them like tug on their shirt. No. That shit is not no. funny. Well, if, you know, if enough people don't vote in the midterms, Mitch McConnell is going to majority leader again. Don't you worry. There will be a, a bill. And don't you think that Clarence Thomas, oh, Uncle Tom ass, would be the type of person to let that shit pass and as long as it doesn't go retroactive? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and the thing that we've also learned is that, like, most things in this country aren't illegal. They're just, or, yeah, like most things that are crimes are just legal for rich people. Right. Like tax evasion, like, you know, money laundering, like child abandonment, like, you know, all that other shit. It's just, if you have enough money, it's fine. You'll get off. Which is why they was mad at OJ. Sure. Not do that thing. You don't think so? No, I think it was his son. That's why. That's why the I, Dana, That's why the data matched. This that is the opinion that I have held very strongly for many, 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 many years, and I do mean his son with the black lady, not yeah, 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 yeah. Son. No, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Of course not. I think they did it together. Oh, you think it was a team effort? Because I really don't think his son had like a motive to kill Nicole. Hmm. Um, we could relitigate that case another time, but <laughs> since since we've been talking around it, uh, uh, something leaked that the Supreme Court is trying to overturn Roe v. Wade. Not trying to go into, and apparently the leak was old, and that leak was from February, uh, and so now the I just I'm. Let me play the Kelly Price song. I'm tired. <laughs> um, there. So you know, the usual chain of events happened. It's always blame the Democrats, but specifically blame Obama. How? Blame Obama because when he could, he did not codify Roe. So this is his fault. It's uh, Ruth Bader it Ginsburg's fault. Now right. it is Ruth, not not now. A little bit, a little bit hurt, a little bit on her for not retiring <laughs> while Obama was in office. I, that lady, may she rest. She do get a little smoke from me. <laughs> she get a little smoke from YOC. Yeah. Cause Ruthie, baby, they was they was they was they was ringing your number down to the um down to the retirement office, and you uh you didn't want to take it. Like unless it is a freak accident, you should not die at work. It is a lifetime appointment, not a life sentence. Right. Like when you got sick, mama, or when you was old. The first time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You should have been like, you know what? Let me spend this time with my family and get better. And I don't mean to be ageist about it, but like. I do. I I mean. (laughs) 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 I mean, I, to be fair, I love my current job very much and I could see myself um you know occupying this career for the rest of my days um, which is why there should be people around you who love you who could tell you at a certain point like baby you forgot your lines every night this week oh no i'm about to do that uh cicely tyson james earl jones put an earpiece in my shit and have me go out there and 
<laughs> make my money. <laughs> what you, better roll me out. You, better, you better roll my ass out on stage and have me uh, give my signature side eye to make the hoes start laughing. Absolutely. What if you not. can't? What if you can't hear? If I get to the point in my career where I get entrance applause, you better believe they're gonna have to drag my black ass off. Stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like you should be able to do the job as long as you still have the ability to do it. And and to be fair, as a um, as a con- technically, the Supreme Court are our foremost con- uh, constitutional scholars. Like that is their job because they're not like they're not hearing regular. It's not like fucking Judge Joe Brown or Judge Judy. They're not seeing cases every week and and all that stuff. They're really answering large structural constitutional questions. So I get that someone could ostensibly do that job until their brain stops working. But like, why would you want to? Right. Just be like, you make so much money from illegal lobbying contributions, um, from the books and from speaking engagements. Like just be rich and sit your ass at the house. Right. But so yeah, it's a it's a little bit of smoke for Ruth. Um, but I, most of my smoke is for them 53%. I mean, Yes. I I love don't let me lie to you later. I love a motherfucking I told you so. And when I was panicking and losing my shit in 2016. Of course, Scorpio moon ass nigga. Look, when I was panicking and losing my shit, throwing up and crying every day in 2016, this is why. This is the fuck why. This motherfucker appointed three people. And and Secretary of State Clinton, who was nominee Clinton at the time, when y'all was too busy talking about the the DNC primary was rigged, which gave credence, which wrote the playbook for you know who to talk about rigged, which laid the groundwork for January 6th. So thank you, uh, old Yeller, for giving him the fucking runway to create this fucking bullshit. But Hillary said that shit seven years ago, and y'all was like, she overreacting. Don't, oh, she ain't gonna do that. It's a, 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 they trying to scare y'all. And now look. But also in the vein of what we were discussing earlier, you can't like shame people into getting better. I don't have smoke for, for voters. There are a lot of black people on the left who are like disenfranchised, who don't give a fuck about the Democratic Party. They're going to sit the next one out. We're not going to shame them into the polls. The people we're, we should like aim our ire at is the fucking GOP. Oh, 100%. I mean, my my thing is like these human beings have proven that they do not deserve the offices they serve in. And it is incumbent upon us to to help them pack up their shit. Right. And the only way to do that is through the electoral process. So we have to mobilize and get our shit together. But yeah, no, I'm I'm frustrated with people who know better and say dumb shit on the Internet for no reason. But I I intellectually and even viscerally understand people's frustration with the American electoral machinery and and feeling disillusioned and feeling like it's all a sham and a scam. I get Right, because even with the Democrats in power, quote unquote, we can't get shit done. Well, that's, that's... uh, Because of the grand obstructionist party. Right. It's like, that's not entirely factually representative of what is going on it's like when people say get things done our government was built on a system of bipartisanship that there would be 
that the uh, founding human trafficking tactivators who stole this land from the indigenous people who lived here, when they wrote those documents, um, they believed that there was enough that they could agree on. But now you couldn't get a bipartisan bill that said tomorrow was Monday. Right. And and this is the issue with the bill that they're putting forth to codify Roe. It's political theater. They just want to be like, look, we tried to do something and the obstructionist GOP wouldn't let us. That it's bill like Tim far exceeds thing. Yeah. Right. That bill far exceeds what is already written, what is a stat, what is supposed to be settled law as Roe. It goes above and beyond the tenets of Roe, which It'll never pass. It'll never pass. And this is them posturing. Fucking abolish the uh, filibuster and expand the court. I mean, but, you know, my my answer to that is if that is how you feel, you need to elect niggas who feel the same way. Right. Because the only way that that happens is niggas with the job of making the laws have to agree with you, which is why I have been a loud, vociferous supporter of... Philadelphia State Representative Malcolm Kenyatta for yep. the U.S. Senate because not only would he be the first openly black gay man, I'm saying it again, the first openly black gay man on the openly Senate. gay black man. <laughs> you can't. I said what I said. I said, I said openly what I black. Said. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> I said what I said. Um, but also, he believes that you know that it's we can't just try to fix things assuming that there hasn't been structural harm done we need to restructure things and it's not about pie in the sky shit it's about actually doing shit and for all y'all talking about we should have voted for that man from vermont who's only ever been a politician for his entire career how about he write a bill how about write a bill write a bill bernie He is literally the chair of the Senate Budget Committee, and there has not been a single bill to come out of the committee that he chairs to address some of these issues. So he going to run again if Biden don't run again. You better go retire. Sit your ass at home somewhere. Like or just do the job you have now. Like and and people were like, well, I I want Liz to do this. And Liz like, honestly, like we could have had her. We a we could have had her, but b also it is senators' jobs to write laws. She is a great legislator and a great lawmaker. Let her keep writing laws. I don't like y- y'all. So you want her to be on tour and go in all these war torn countries and being a, the world's police? Because I, I guess after World War Two we decided that we're the fucking police of the world. So now she got to go on tours and look at wreckage and and bomb shit. Well, she could be fixing domestic policy, like. Come, come on, y'all. It take the Bible say it take pastors, evangelists, teachers, prophets, and and, and preachers. It, it's a fivefold ministry gift. It, it's just because that man blatantly misunderstood and tried to like destroy the way our institutions work. Don't mean that the shit don't have some structural benefits to the way that it was set up. Like, c- come on, everybody. Robinette let's, let's... told y'all he will sign the fucking bill to forgive the student loans. Write it. He did say, just like he said he was going to pick a, a woman to be his running mate and did, just like he said he was going to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court and did. And the forgiveness he's already done is in line with his campaign promises. The 10000 that he's proposing is in line with his campaign promises. And here's did. My, and here's my thing. As a, a person who does not have student loan debt, I have no dog in the fight. I have a few questions. So let's say that Joe Byron 
Robin Joe Robinette Byron, <laughs> King of the United States, waves King his, President, right, yeah. waves his scepter and clears all of your student loan debt. What about people who are in school right now? What about people who are gonna go to school? What happens for people who already paid their debts? You don't think that there that grouping of people is as large as the people whose debts are going to be forgiven. So you're going to make all these people happy and piss all these people out. What is the solution that makes everybody happy? There isn't one, which is why he hasn't done it yet. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like there, there is very little. And again, I'm not placing all this blame on that man, but I do. It just, he caused so much harm that, we have forgotten that there is any benefit at all to expertise. Like, feel how you feel about, be who you want to be, love who you want to love, feel how you want to feel about Robinette. But like, he's very good at his job. Do people think the the next Republican president is going to forgive student loan debt? No, no, no. They, they, I, I think I have really, I, um, somebody on Twitter was like, uh, is it up? Can we start calling people stupid again? And I was like, wait, we stopped. <laughs> um, I have really been hesitating and trying to be a good Christian and not use the S word. Um, but like you, you've got there. That is a level of willful uh, ignorance that I have yet to see. I refuse to be surprised anymore. But I, I don't think people are that intentionally dense to believe that a Republican president would even engage in a conversation about student loan forgiveness. I think that they think because I voted for you and you said you were going to do my thing, because you haven't done my thing, you have been unsuccessful. And it must be nice that your single issue is the fact that you were privileged enough to go to college. Right. It's like, it's actually kind of a champagne issue. If we're Meanwhile, people, people are dying, Kim. Flint still doesn't have clean water, Kim. A million people have died of of COVID. Like th- there, there are larger, there are larger issues. Now, do I have some issues with robbing it? I sure do. Of course, I mean. But if the motherfucker run again, guess what I'm doing? Voting for voting his ass. For his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, you're supposed to have issues with your elected officials, like. This is this is what Angela this is what Dr. Angela Davis said years ago is that people mistook her uh, political um, identity as a communist to mean that she was not going to participate in our you know capitalistic uh, oligarchy of a democracy. You have to. Was, you have to, and most important, and what's most importantly is you have to elect you have to elect politicians that you feel like you have a response, that you have a relationship that you can apply pressure to them to move them to the left or move them in your direction. I mean, I say move them to the left because there's no other direction to go, but like move them in your direction. Like that's, 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 that's why activists are important. The new girls are calling her an op. Okay. 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 So I'm old. I have taken Greyhound bus trips before. <laughs> um, you gotta, you gotta let me know. Cause when I hear that, I'm, I hear operative. Yes. Op- operative opponent, uh, your enemy, all that, that she's working for the people that she's supposed to be working against. Wait, the Angela Davis who got her 
yes, teaching her. job illegally her, stripped her. away from yes her the one who was there at the founding of the yes okay. her all right the one the one okay 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 all right well um i should just probably go ahead and get my prison uniform ready because they don't send us <laughs> to the damn camps got motherfucking alito talking about we need a domestic supply of infants like like that's an industry it's, we are yeah. really gonna be living in gilead child yeah it was nice knowing you. It's your enemy. She's your enemy. I don't, I just, I wish people could read. <laughs> I can't read. I just, that's that's all I wish. I wish people could read. And... Child, they was like, the first woman vice president in history. She don't have shit to say about this. And then people are like, here's actually a video of her speaking on on <laughs> what the Supreme Court is trying to do to Roe. I saw on a little what? speech. What, vice president Harris? Yeah, first of about all, Roe. First of all, she was, when she was in the very, very crowded field of people running for president, two years ago the only candidate and i mean the four-letter word i said the only candidate to make a point to talk about maternal health because people with uteruses are not factories like they need health care and also giving birth is a very dangerous medical procedure and people just like to pretend that it that like you know, once a once an egg gets fertilized, then it's all good. Like, what the fuck? Right. They good. they said she hasn't spoken up about what the Supreme Court is trying to do with Roe versus Wade. So somebody was like, "Actually, here's a a, a recent appearance of hers where she spoke about it. I saw the little video. I said what I said. She did all that ski weed to get into the White House, and then she ignored black people. Like, okay, the vice president doesn't run. <laughs> First of all, and also second of all not only when she was marching out to work that by Mary J. Blige for the entirety of the presidential election cycle, she was, her signature campaign issue was black maternal health. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Easier to hate her, I guess, than to read. Well, what I think is fucking hilarious is that, um, again, polls are useless because the only poll that matters is the one that happens on election day. Um, that people were saying if robinette is not um if he doesn't run who are you supporting overwhelmingly her right right i was just like what do y'all like wh what's gonna make y'all happy y'all y'all want him to be the president again because y'all like being agitated like y'all thought it was funny y'all thought it was a reality tv show because y'all well, was still living in y'all subletted apartments so sometimes i like watch this um progressive twitter chat called slate speak and one of the people who hosted hosted it is like this is my last time i'm not doing this anymore this work is exhausting like, <laughs> no i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> i'm not doing this i'm not doing this anymore so i asked him like you know as a, like not trying i'm not trying to be funny uh, because i do have a lot of smoke for progressive sometimes but i wanted to because i felt like i had the audience of a person who would hear me truly. And I'm not, I'm really not trying to, to be facetious. Do you ever rest? 
is anything ever good <laughs> enough? Do you ever rent? That's what I want. Like, it. when do you know that you've made it to the goal, or do you constantly have to start striving for newer goals? And like, I can see why, as a self-proclaimed progressive, a person would be exhausted because seemingly, and I know this sounds like shade, but I mean it truly. You seem like you're never satisfied. Like, no one is ever going to be progressive enough. Well, I do, and I and I do think that like it is important to never rest on your laurels and to never um, feel. But like where is the goal? When is the goal? When is the arrival point? Like, what is the list of things that would have to happen in order for you to be satisfied in your work? That you you can say my work is done, or I can pass my work off to the next generation, and they can start striving for the things. That well, they now that that to me, I think is is the biggest, uh, you know misstep is that there is zero interest or energy or effort into like figuring out sustainability so that you can be able to pass things off to the next generation because I feel like there's no other way that like the work is gonna survive right there's no other way but like, it just seems like, and I don't, I really don't mean this to sound as shady as it sounds, but it feels like progressive are never happy. They're always mad or complaining about something. And like, for me, maybe I'm on the plantation. I have my nose to the grind, like living basically paycheck to paycheck and trying to like set myself up so that I'm not having to work when I'm my mother's age on mother's day, because I can't afford to retire. Like, I'm just, I'm focused on like, you know, I do what I can. And I guess I'm part of the problem because I'm under the capitalistic thumb. And because I have to work so hard, I can't. You got to go off the bridge. You got to, um, you got to, you know, burn all your sage and, and, and start living a, on a go, going in uh, EMF free or whatever the hell. But I see a lot of people, all they do is complain. Like shout out to people who are activists, who are trying to change the government, who are like, I fucking love Lisa. She be on the Baltimore politicians' head, on they head, and I <laughs> love her for it. But I see a lot of people; all they do is complain. Not Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Somebody um posted that on Instagram. Like, I will repost this video every time I see it. Every time. Every and one day, time. I'm going to meet Lisa. We going to have Lisa on this show. That is my goal because she is my queen. She is my patroness. You think she's still Yes, I follow someone on Twitter who knows her. I'm like, tell okay. her I love her. Okay. Tell okay, her good. that I, I, I honor her whenever I can. Okay. Okay, good. I'm glad. No, Lisa is yet living. Lisa. Her friend was dirty for that because she wanted to laugh so bad. <laughs> So Lisa. Oh, have mercy. Um, have you seen this list of the 50 greatest rap female rappers of all time? Girl, that's propaganda to make people <laughs> argue. Don't look at that. We paying that dust. They they put that shit on the timeline to make people argue. It's stupid. I just want to know why Charlie Baltimore is so low. Because they want you to be mad. They want you to argue about it. It's not a real list. I was like, Meg is too low. Cardi is too low. Uh, MC Light is way too low. Why is Fergie on the list at all? Young, so you could do uh, this. That's, what, <laughs> that's why. Amethyst is way too high. I'm tired. 
What, what, what the man said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done with this. Speaking of mess that we can't, news you can use, girl. Um, uh, Olivia Wilde, ex-wife or soon-to-be ex-wife of Ted Lasso. Child, Jason Sudeikis. What happened? Uh, okay, so they're getting a divorce because she oh, allegedly no. cheated on him. With Harry yeah. Styles. Ugh. You okay. don't need Jason Sudeikis for Harry For Styles. Harry Styles. He probably, you know, whatever. I have my I have my suspicions about the whole situation. But she got served. Jason Sudeikis is good milk. Ugh. I feel like he, you know that cat, you know I've got the Danny Glover list of niggas that I don't fuck with. I, I have another list and I'm trying to figure out who the who the uh, banner man of that list is. Um, probably Jim Carrey, the listener because I play too much. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And Jason Sudeikis gives me play too much vibes. Like he he plays too much. I think that he's always he's probably always on. Mm. Either that or he's like aloof and distant and cold. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but she was the process server handed her papers while she was on stage at like a convention promoting the movie that she made with Harry Styles. <laughs> Get into oh. this mess. So of course this turned into Yikes. Jason Sudeikis is a monster. Why would he do that? As far as I know, you do the not tell client the client doesn't process- choose yeah. the process server. Yeah. And if your ass needed to get handed, she had to like do the rest of her speech with the envelope in her hand. If your ass had to be confronted in that manner, then I'm pretty sure you've been dodging the process server for a good long while. He was like, I know exactly where you gonna be. <laughs> Here, <laughs> you've been served. Sure. Mess. How dreadful. Mess. <laughs> This is why I plan to never marry because mm-mm. I mean I'm I want to get married, but I also am going to have a couple of boyfriends. So some man panions. Some man panions. Keep it light. So there's not too much pressure on one person. <laughs> it doesn't get stale. Um but there's all sorts of speculation. Like in my opinion, that's their business, whatever. If he did tell the process server to do that then obviously he mad she cheated on him what is the why are we mad about that right you cheat on me i'm humiliating you you broke the (laughs) vow (laughs) not humiliating you you embarrass me and our family i'm embarrassing you Wow, the Bible says and we both we gonna be some blind petty bitches up in here (laughs) <laughs> you started it. <laughs> you no. started it. I'm gonna finish it. What did um Alyssa say? You wanna get cute? I, I don't get cute. I get drop dead gorgeous. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh okay. No. Uh hey boo. Oh, you go first. I'm going, yeah, I'm just going to be my last episode because I'm definitely going to jail. Chris Hansen is waiting for my ass right outside. Oh, no, you like somebody young? Is it Desmond Big Booty Bane? 
he he on the list. He uh he's in he's in the quiet car. <laughs> but uh, I, I showed you that young man, and you were like, oh. Uh, yeah, he, he he riding. He's he's in the quiet car. <laughs> My Hebu is uh uh. This is controversial. Uh, Jordan Poole. And listen, listen, listen. Every time you he, say that, I always think you mean Jordan Peele. Jordan I'm Peele. Like, really? This is based on his performance in the playoffs. Period. Did he grab John Morant's knee and yank it? Yes, he did. Do I did think he? That he? Yes. Do I think that he did it with malicious intent? No. But we have discussed intent versus impact. I personally believe that Ja hurt his knee on a previous play when he ran into Clay. It really doesn't matter. He did it. If the league wants to punish him, they can because he clearly did it. But Jordan is not a dirty player. He's not Draymond. If this was Draymond, it would be a different story. I'd be like, find him, eject him, whatever. But th- I think Steph to me had the best comments about it. He said that he was he was like, remember I was talking about a like hot stove basketball. He's like, that's what happened. And because people hate the Warriors, which to me means we back, baby. Yes. Dubs and six, okay? The more fire y'all and ire y'all have for us, the better we we are. Because it's True been a story. long time since anybody gave a fuck about us. So all of the chatter makes me very excited. Um, So what happened was he definitely fouled Ja because he had his hand like on his back and he reached in. But his I watched. It looked like ball, but I thought from the other angle it did look like he made contact with the knee. But I didn't. No, he definitely grabbed. He definitely grabbed his knee, but I think his mind was on ball. And as soon as he realized that he had grabbed something that wasn't the ball, he yanked his hand back. But he had already made contact with the man's knee. I don't want John Morant hurt. I think he is a huge flopper and I do not like him, but the man is fucking great at basketball and I don't want him on the bench when we take this series. Um, So, and I was definitely afraid of Memphis. I'm still afraid of them. I don't think we have this in the bag by any stretch of the imagination. Respect oh, I do. do. Respect do. But to, to say that, because Steve Kerr said that what Dylan Brooks did was breaking the code for Ja to tweet that petty shit and everybody so being like ugly. and everybody being like oh so it's not breaking the code now it's not breaking the code now when uh Desmond Bang or whoever the fuck dove at his knees in a different play like listen we could go ticky tacky we could go back and forth but like Steph said it's not the same as what Draymond did it's not the same as what oh boy did this was an accident Jordan's not that guy Jordan says I'm not that guy and people are like oh we supposed to just believe him because he said that like you, if y'all want to make this into fucking wrestling and rivalry, great. But the the at the end of the day, like Jordan's been playing excellent in these playoff games. He's not dreaming. He's not a fucking hothead idiot. He's like playing some of the best basketball that I've seen in a very long time. John Morant is an excellent basketball player. There is nothing that benefits anybody with a cool head and who's smart at all to want to intentionally hurt this dude. They want a clean win too, with the exception of Draymond, because I hate him. You hate him? I cannot stand him. I think he plays dirty. I think, like, I don't like dirty players. I just don't. I think he'd be trying to hurt people, and I fucking find that disgusting. There's no honor in that. But one day he's going to have a great, you know, career as a commentator. (laughs) Because he's good at that. He is great at talking shit. Anyway, hey, Jordan Poole. Um, 
So see y'all uh, Monday. Desmond Bain. <laughs> <laughs> Who is like 23. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Same uh, friend, All Star Weekend. I was like, "Now who that is?" <laughs> um, but also there is a um, twenty three, twenty three. He'll be twenty four in a month. Desmond Bain is twenty four. This other person is a little south of that. Oh, uh, Father God, um, <laughs> Chris Hansen, Kamala. That's why I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> This will be my last episode because this uh, child of God is literally a child of the age of 19. Um, <gasps> who? What? Oh, I was who? like, do you know who I'm talking about? No. Um, so Serena Williams has Naomi Osaka. Yeah. Um, Rafael Nadal has uh, Carlos Alcaraz. And Wait, are you um, is this a skeet based? I'm not answering that question. Carlos Alcaraz Garf Garfia. Uh-huh. Let me see what he looked like before I call I just sent you a picture in the chat of him from this week, not when he was 17 years old. Because he's been a professional tennis player no, probably he for looks as long like as we've a, been doing this podcast. No, he looks like a child. Like he have a, a full face of acne. <laughs> he definitely looks like a child. Not in this photograph that I sent to you. Um, yes, he do to me, but I'm <laughs> twice his age, fully, twice and a half. He um, looked like a baby to me. He's very good at tennis. Jail. Hey, boo. Be Jail. <laughs> Jail. He's also not cute. Uh, meanwhile, on Twitter, <laughs> I said he's very good at tennis. Yeah. No, I could. I hope it's not skeet based because he's not cute. <laughs> What's he's happening a, on Twitter? And he's a child. Um, hold on. Well, he just won a tournament in in Madrid, so he had he's a high value man because now he just won two million dollars. Yeah. Um. So this young lady, back to Kevin Samuel. I had a lot of fun with the. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I had a lot of fun with one of Kevin's sons the other day, too, because he used the wrong there in his tweet, and I simply corrected it, and he was like, see, oh, you, no. wanted a, you wanted the kind of women Kevin was talking about. I'm like, I'm just trying to help you, friend. I thought we was I thought we were embracing harsh truths, and I wasn't even harsh. <laughs> Lord. Uh, so this young lady said, the underlying message Kevin Samuels had really was needed for the Black community, and it's sad that y'all couldn't get past P-A-S-S-E-D his tone and actually understand i hope the news isn't true oh no oh no not past the man that said a woman shouldn't go on a date after 5 p.m if sex isn't on the table wait what that's what he said hey, wait no sorry someone's asking what? her to clarify the man that said a woman shouldn't go on a date after 5 p.m. if sex isn't on the table. What if she's at work? <laughs> he also said he's tired of hearing this BS about abuse because he doesn't see women being abused. I don't see black women being physically abused. Never really have. That man spouted some dangerous nonsense. It's so much deeper than disagreeing with him. 
Uh, wow. The black community will forever remain stagnant if y'all think he is what we needed. God help my people for real. I mean, fact. God help us all. The black community has been stagnant for decades. At least he got us to talk. May not have been pretty, but we're talking. There's pretty plenty of podcasts now where black women and black men just sit and ask each other questions and communicate because of him. Um, not us. He talked about things that have been said before. You don't like stagnation, but the content of his talks are old and stagnant themselves. His talks did not seem to push black communities out of stagnation in any significant way. It was it wasn't pretty, yes, and it also wasn't useful. Not useful. He told men and women to be accountable without sugarcoating. Sounds useful to me. It may sound Accountable useful. to whom? Right. <laughs> it may sound useful, but sounding useful does not mean it is useful. What has that done to move Black communities in a significant way? Did families reunite? Was there a happily ever after? Weddings? I just imagine something useful having more than just sounds to back it up. Fact. To, to answer your question, yes, a lot of men and women would call in showing they got engaged or married because of him. Really? Anecdotal at best, and anybody can get married. It's about creating healthy, balanced marriages with longevity. Correct. That's the so, thing. So someone asked, what was the underlying message? The answer, the market decides what caliber of partner you deserve. Kevin Samuels was trying to get men and women to stop feeling so entitled to only the highest caliber of partners. I just, I, like, what, like, I don't know. I feel like this whole thing about caliber feels... You know what I've been I I've been sitting in with it this whole episode and I it's what it here is where I've landed it feels transactional. Yep. And that feels so gross to me because it's like if two people or if 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 an, any number of adults um, I'm reframing myself to not make monogamy the default but if uh, adults can't agree to decide to be in a relationship with each other like based on anything other than what proximity to them can do for the other person, then we're doomed. Cause like, honestly, I'll just stay at home and go on adamandeve.com. Cause what the fuck? Right. Right. Someone else asked, what was his message? Uh, his message was telling people to be realistic about their outcome expectations. People say he only talked women down. You can search back his channel. He started talking to men in a little room for about three years. He wanted the black community to thrive as it once did. I did it wait as it once did. When did it thrive? Right. He talked about marriage and giving relationship advice while having two failed marriages. Someone said, I'll say this. The best basketball coaches were not the best players when they played. Which ones, LOL? Yeah, because Steve Kerr was a pretty good basketball player. Phil pretty Jackson much all of them. Bill Russell was a player coach at one point, but I'm not going to count that. No top 100 player was a good coach as well. At least none that I can think of. Kevin McHale was a good player and an air type coach, but not great by any means. Don Staley was a great player. Hello. Uh, like, what are you? What are you talking about? The players who aren't good coaches are people who just aren't patient. Here's another. The guys applauding him and being disrespectful are the ones who don't understand the message or even watch the show. People go off 
with the under three minutes of material they see online and go off on that. If they watched, they would. The sisters being disrespectful weren't paying attention either, someone says. What's the message he was sending, babe? Enlighten us, because Kevin Samuels recently told a woman she was wrong to believe her daughter telling her that her stepfather sexually assaulted her. So I'm just curious what message is there to send. It's okay to disagree. Some things he has said, many people don't agree with, and that's fine. I don't agree with that comment either. I have my own opinions on that. No one should take anyone's opinion word for word. He ain't God or anything. But to answer your question, he wanted to see a better Black community. He also wanted people to be realistic to, when it came to what's going on in their life and relationships. Getting rid of the expectations people had on others, but not themselves. That's not bad. The problem was a lot of it was centered around Black women. Oh my God, you circled it to the point people people I just like i feel like the point ahead. of i'm no you finished finish the comment go ahead people like Shah, shaharazad sorry ali have been talking about the male and female dynamic in the black community since the 80s what's taking away from it how women have changed over the course of time how society has played a role in it now it's failing the black woman shit hasn't changed i just feel like you know i used to have a lot of smoke for this lady's television program when it used to come on, when we used to watch it regularly. But at least the thing that Ayanla was doing was a, eventually trying to chart a path towards healing. This doesn't sound like healing. Telling women the truth has become misogyny. This is a Patrice O'Neill quote. Is that, but Patrice O'Neill is not a woman. Yeah, but he told, he said, uh, uh, that comedian said that telling women the truth is now misogyny. So now we're getting our advice from... I want more for my people. That man was just some old sassy nigga with a podcast. You need some advice. Go talk to your fucking elders. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Kevin Samuels was a twice divorced man who convinced a bunch of basic busted men that they could degrade black women over 30. He was fat phobic and argued that you can't prove that children were sexually assaulted because they lie. What we needed to hear was his final breath. God damn. Oh my God. That's awful. If he died, that's sad. But we don't have to pretend like he cared about the black community as a whole. Correct. He cared about himself. It's from Charles Moore, one of my favorite followers. Folks are acting like he was MLK or Malcolm X. He was a toxic nigga with a webcam. <laughs> I'm still stuck on what we needed to hear with this final breath. That's God terrible. damn. Not you trying to make him out to be MLK. Girl, please get the fuck. If his message was so needed in your eyes, then why you ain't take the advice? That same man would have called you fat, overweight, and told you you would never find a man because you're not up to par. He'd also rate you a two. So? Yikes. Y'all downplay tone so much. Everybody ain't willing to look past the way you say something to carve out what you're saying. Hello? Fact. Big fact. We do not need a man with two failed marriages telling us anything about dating. We also don't need a man mansplaining womanhood. Miss me with this. If he really did pass, then God rest his soul. But I'm not about to pretend his rhetoric was anything other than misogynistic. 
Brandon, uh, Phenom Black. We out here reading books upside down. <laughs> Knowledge is powder. <laughs> Fully. Fully. Oh, he would have called you a four with a bad wig. FYI. Uh, Others uh, communities yeah. raise their children to become the new lawyers, doctors, and electricians, but the black community think unemployed niggas with podcasts were more important. We are dunes. I mean, yes. I could have told you that, though. Girl, when you make it to the afterlife, he's still going to call you a leftover great value used up woman. The black community needs a DL image consultant who shits on women to pay his bills. No wonder we're at the bottom. Oh my God. Not DL. Telling a woman she will die alone is needed for the black community. How exactly? That, that is, that is a question that desperately needs answering. (sighs) He'd call you fat, ugly, and a two. What do y'all be talking about? I mean, it's eclipse season, so everybody's off their shit. And Mercury's about to go into retrograde, so. Right. And my favorite comments, past, P-A-S-T, asterisk. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, on Twitter. Tweety bird, tweety bird. Oh, I wonder if we're going to have to make a new song once Elon takes over. Child, I'll go back to Instagram. (laughs) In his eyes, you're fat. What steps have you taken to lose weight? God damn. Somebody said, take your time, pastor. They said, answer quickly. (laughs) I have a very fair question. Yes. What do you do successfully? (laughs) Quickly. Quickly. (laughs) Someone quoted him. Black women are scientifically the least attractive women. Kevin Samuels. What? Based on what metric? His. That's so ugly to me. That is so ugly. That is so ugly. I'm so angry. That is so ugly. Yeah. Gross. Super gross, sir. What? Yeah. Not scientifically the least attractive. Scientifically. Oh, she's 19. They beating her up. (laughs) That's my that's my favorite expression is they beating you up in the comments. Death, whether true or not aside, there was no underlying message that dude was trying to convey. It was anti-Black rhetoric, usually regurgitated by white people in a Black body. It was a projection of the rejection of female self-expression that incels and misogynists can't handle. This is my thing. All this is, is putting more Black women in harm's way. Because now they're all, like, grieving and mad and, like seeing people tap dance on the grave of one of their heroes is going to cause somebody to enact some some real life violence that's my concern correct and the the part that makes me the saddest is he maybe even didn't believe the shit he was saying oh i i don't for a second think that he thought any of this was real i think he was trying to like i i I mean 
I'm not going to speak her name because I know she doesn't listen to this podcast, but like, I'm just not doing it today. But that woman with the fried edges, who is a Fox News regular, I don't think she believes half the, I don't think she believes half the shit she says, but she knows that it's profitable and it's marketable and she has a platform to say whatever. And I don't know how she sleeps, you know, at night, but like, no, I don't, I don't think that a lot of these people believe the shit that they say. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It's all sad because it's just going to cause more division in our already truly divided community. I thank God for the men that I know who have some sense, who don't traffic in massage noir, who uplift, support, and protect Black women. And like, I know that even people we love, if something were to happen to them, people would have some shit to say because everybody has something to say. But I don't believe that the overwhelming majority of people would be like, Fuck that nigga if you if you died. I hope not. But also, if they do, I'm dead. What the, what am right. I what, am what I do I about? care? Yeah. I think it's mostly the like false protection of his family, but like his family has been alive the whole time he's been saying this fuck shit. Correct. And it's not up to them, you know, and, and I think there is we have again jumped the shark on taste intact. And so, like, I think it's really tacky if people were to, like, go diving into his mother or sister or whoever's mentions to be like, he was a piece of shit or da 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 Like, I think that's shitty. Right. But people, and and also, too, like, I'm, I would hope, I don't know, I haven't been related to a, a notable person who's passed, but I'm not, like, searching their mentions of their name to be like, what are people talking about? I'm so busy in my own grieving process that I don't have time for that shit but like right but you know sometimes things are unavoidable like this shit has made national news like people are talking about it so even if you aren't on Twitter or whatever it's kind of hard like you're just at the funeral home trying to find an escape fucking around on Facebook and the entirety of Facebook is like your son was a fucking DL sassy whatever yeah I just it's sad. I wish we could be better to each other. But also, also, and I wish that it wasn't profitable to shit on black women and women in general. I wish I wish it wasn't profitable to shit on people. Period. Right. Um, but most especially not black women because, like, at every turn in our civilization, they have been on the right side of everything. Um, they always vote for the interests that serve them. They always are there to turn the other cheek when the shit gets fucked up and people ask them to move on and move forward. Um, They give you all the fucking quotables and quips on reality television. Like, we should be out here protecting them and not talking about how they're scientifically less attractive. Mm -hmm. And it's attractive to you. To you, right. it's plenty of big women out here being loved up on who love themselves. And also, like, if you don't want them, then finish the phrase. Come on, co-host. Then don't talk to them. Go ahead and go free ahead yourself. And, go ahead and free yourself. You know what I mean? Like, why are you trying to traumatize women because you don't want to fuck them? Okay, great. 
And then let's alone. say they lose weight or whatever, you not gonna fuck them anyway. Like what? But anyway. that's the other. That's the other thing too. Why the fuck you calling in to this man show, letting him do this to you? I mean, stand up. <laughs> Where's her postage stamp? Okay. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> Get up. Y'all need to weep. Stand up. Um, if we do record next week, wait, not next week, week after next. Yeah. I need to talk about the real world New Orleans again. I have more to say. Great. Great. Because I'm now re-watching the season. And I'm just going to leave you with this little tidbit. In the year 2000, when I traveled to my fatherland in Louisiana, and there was still a segregated pool in the town. Obviously, segregation was not legal, but it was known that there was one pool that the Black people could not go to. Julie from Wisconsin was still calling Black people colored. Oh, I um, I don't know. I, maybe I didn't tell you. Uh, Dominique Morisot the Pulitzer, or no, sorry, the MacArthur Genius Award winner um, was in Pennsylvania five years ago uh, working on a play that she was commissioned to write. And she was at the train station waiting for someone to pick her up. And some man walked up to her and said, are you lost, colored girl? Oh, excuse me? In the, in the purple state of Pennsylvania, Someone said, are you lost, colored girl, to a MacArthur Genius Award winner. When was this? In 2017. Oh, yeah, no. Sorry, no. Like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. It's a strong, we're not, we not using colored. Just um, call me by my name. Thank you. Okay. Okay. And I'll call you by yours. And I'll be well, baptized. friends, y'all try to be nice to each other and, and stop arguing with Kevin Samuel's sons on the internet. They're, they're in mourning. If I could be nice to Nick Jew all podcast, y'all could be nice to these people that y'all don't even, y'all don't even fucking know. What you mean if you can be nice to me? You love me. I know, but you know, we're always tussling on the microphone. We don't we don't have to tussle anymore. <laughs> I know we didn't tussle all week. We didn't tussle all episodes. You know what? I thank God for uh hurdle and the daily culture tag because our relationship has never been better. We we check in every day. <laughs> <laughs> our communication is on print. <laughs> I'm gonna get you on word. And, and no, you're not, girl. I can't read. I can't read. I can't spell. I did not learn phonics. I went to Catholic school. There's, I don't even know that many five letter words. And framed, you do framed really well. I've only gotten that right once. <laughs> some of them you get, but some someone got me on Wordle, which is just like, sorry, Worldle. Oh yeah, um, I don't, baby. I don't know geography. <laughs> I'm to, I'm I'm prospering in the things I know, and that is hurdle and the daily culture tag. <laughs> These are my confessions. 
there was a math one somebody sent me and I was like, no, I'm not doing math. Yeah, no, no. Absolutely not. Um, well, take us out, evangelist. This is the day that the Lord has made. But not the day for you to try it. Bye. Bye. Thank you.